Yep, I think we're doing okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right, welcome to the Golden Strip Soundcast, the official podcast of the Golden Strip School of Music. I was talking to my brother-in-law yesterday, and he said that I should always use Soundcast, but because podcasts are for Apple. I was like, well. That's fair. I, I guess it's fair. I, I don't know. So maybe I'll have to start over again. Welcome to the Golden Strip Soundcast, the official soundcast of the Golden Strip School of Music. I like that. Is that better? Soundcast, yes. Yeah. So we're here for we're here for a very special reason today. I have Mr. Sean Allen with me. Uh, Pleased to be here. Thank you. Yes. Tell me what you plan on doing. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that there is a new season of Tiger King. That's that. that that's I probably saw the most that this important, morning. Important news of the day. <laughs> it really is. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was my new um, adult guitar camp. That yes. I recently started, and it was actually one of my students' ideas uh, to begin, and it, it has a twofold kind of purpose. One is adult musicians that are you know just hobbyists or not playing professionally; they don't really have an outlet to play with other people. Right. You know, when you're in in your teens, you got your buddies in school you can jam with and whatever. And it's always easy to easy to find someone to play with. Right, because there's no wives involved. Right, but adults don't have that luxury. Hang on, a little static in my. There we go. Um, so this was an opportunity uh, for my adult students to get together and play with other people. I got a little oh, headphone yeah. issue yeah, here. What's wrong with that one? Um, it's kind of cutting in and out. Uh, Want to grab a different pair? All right, there we go. Got it. Um, one of the things that my students are always uh, not complaining about, but an issue that they all face is when they come in the lesson, they feel like they don't play as well as they do. At home, and, of course, and, and they don't. You know, I went through that too. I would have a piece nailed at home, and I get in the room with my professor, and it's just a train wreck. Um, Andre Segovia, the great classical guitarist, um, said that you know, in, in a public performance setting, you can lose up to fifty percent of your technical ability just because of nerves, right? Because of pressure, and that's that's a lot. That's a huge fall off. So whenever my student says, "Well, I just don't play as well here as I do at home," I'm like, "I know," and you're never going to, right? <laughs> that's it's, never going to happen, but. By doing this um, guitar camp, it gives them the opportunity to play with people that are kind of in the same on the same step of the musical journey. Right. Most of them are around the same um, level of ability, and it's a it's a no pressure, no judgment area for them to perform in front of like minded people. Um, so that was the first. Yeah, I'm don't some, some, some headphone issues here. Switch, switch them. Hold on a second. All right, let's pause that. Yeah, it's just cutting in and out really done. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pause it because I like to hear the, oh, okay. the stupidity that ensues. <laughs> I, w- I would grab a different pair because I think it's that little black one. The rest of them are these gold ones, and they fit better. All right, that's working. I just, I just can't move. Don't move. Don't like, breathe. I can't move at all. <laughs> I have to make sure I don't hit the table again. That's what cut it out last time. So anyway, back to what I was talking about, the adult guitar. Yes. It's, it's an opportunity for them to play with other people that they ordinarily wouldn't have. Normally they only get to play with me once a week. Right. Um, and, and I've already seen that they're networking and, and setting up times to practice together outside of the camp too, which is really cool. And um, the other reason for, for doing it was, you know, I, I, I teach all of my students music theory. Right. I, I, I try to at least. Um, but you can't really retain theory if you're not using it. It, otherwise, it's like taking chemistry. It's just dry. You're not applying it. Right. So when we get together with our adult guitar caps, we're improvising and we're talking about how to play over a series of chords. And that's where the application of the theory they're learning comes into play. 
I can definitely see that, and I can tell they were having fun. Yeah, it was a great time. Because Everybody had a blast. The, the, the few minutes that I was hanging around, there was a lot of laughter. The guys, they all were definitely into it. You could see the nerves were gone. I didn't see any hand, yeah, exactly. I didn't see any hands shaking when they were playing. And, and for a couple of those guys, that's the first time they've ever played in front of anyone besides me. So it was it was everybody played a piece. Everyone was really supportive. It was a really really great time. So, well, I think it helped. You got them all relaxed from the get go, right? Because you made sure to frame it. This isn't a lesson. This is this is something fun for you guys to do because right. you don't get to do it exactly. Yeah, this is not. No one's here to critique anything. We're here just to have a good time. Right, because I, I we, if you want to move on, move on. And I can say I've seen firsthand that what nurse will do to you when you have to <laughs> sit there with a guitar in your hand in front of Sean Allen. I, I believe me, I've been in that chair many, many times as well. Oh, so uh, sure. I completely understand what that's like. Yeah, so what we're doing is I have tasked Sean with what is probably going to be his hardest teaching endeavor ever. Um, he's got to try and put me back together. I have a tendency, my, ever since the brain surgery, my left hand and right hand don't communicate with each other. At least I don't think they do. So he's going to try and rewire my brain and turn me back into a guitar player, not just a guy that owns a bunch of guitars. Yeah, I've got my uh, my scalpel and my bone saw in the in the truck, so we'll, we'll be doing some <laughs> some rewiring for sure. But no, I, I think it's going to be a really good thing because that that's literally what you're doing is you're retraining those synopses in your brain to fire in a specific way to trigger a certain physical action. And by doing this, I think it's going to help you in a lot of other aspects as well. And, you know, there's many, many studies out there showing how much music improves just your overall cognitive ability. Right. Um, and we know you need help with that. Hurtful. <laughs> True, but hurtful. <laughs> but no, I think I think it's going to be a really good thing to, to kind of get those, those neurons firing in the right sequence again. Right. And we're going to document it. We'll have some of my currently horrible playing that we'll, we'll check in occasionally and see how yeah, it's coming along. Yeah, we should definitely record, like, you know, every few weeks or something. So, you, and, and that way you can also hear your progress. And another thing that, that, that's really important to note um, is I'll have students say, well, I just don't feel like I'm progressing. But when you only see them once a week, I can see the progress. Right. But when you're doing it every day, it's not as noticeable. It's not as right. noticeable to yourself as to how you're progressing. So it would probably be a good good idea to document some of that along the way. Absolutely. I mean, it's something, you know, first thing Sean pointed out was my rogue pinky. I, I knew my pinky has never paid attention to me, and I've always just kind of ignored it and just moved my third finger over because my hands are long enough to do it. Um, but he's given me some exercises already that even just in the short it hasn't even been a full week yet since my first lesson with you. Right. It'll be a week tomorrow, so we can call it a week. That it already feels like there's an improvement in that in my left hand. A big part of that, and and that issue with you is is pretty much across the board. Everybody comes in and and they're doing that. It's too much movement in the left hand. Um, a large part of that of correcting it is just being aware that it's a problem, and that's that's right. what it's doing. You know, playing any instrument comes down to efficiency and economy of motion. We want the movement itself to be as small as possible. Right. Because a small movement is a more controlled movement, whereas a, a, a big movement, you know, that's why drummers are all crazy. All their movements are really big. <laughs> and I'm all. <laughs> <laughs> but we want the movements to be as small as possible to achieve the desired result, because that means we're not wasting energy. It, right. It's going to be as efficient as it possibly can. And and typically what I find with, with the what's causing the pinky flailing that you see is most guitarists press down way too hard. 
Right. They press much harder than necessary, and there it goes back to that law of physics for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So the harder I press down, the more my finger is going to want to rebound away from the string and come out into space as opposed to staying over the string that it's currently playing. All right. Well, one thing I found already is if I, I start the exercise that you gave me, and if I watch my hand too much, I can't do it. It just, I lose it. If I just kind of go with it, you know what I mean? If I don't stare at my hand and think about it, right. it starts to work itself out. Right. If I sit there and I'm like, all right, don't, oh, don't lift that finger. Oh, watch out for that finger. All of a sudden, all my fingers are just all over the place like they normally are. Right. And, and that, again, that's something that, that I see all the time. And if you spend just five minutes a day doing that exercise where I showed you where you just place your fingers on, you know, in pretty much a mid-range position, which would be like the third string around the fifth fret or so. Right. So your first finger is on C. Um, and then just touch with each finger. And the goal is the movement of one finger should not affect the other three. Exactly. And and that that's where we're not retraining the hand, we're retraining the brain. Right, and that is way harder than it sounds. Oh, it is. Yes, it's, it's very challenging. <laughs> but again, it's one of those things you spend five minutes a day on it, and a couple of weeks you'll have it down. Right. And what's really good about that is it will then translate into everything else you're playing. That, that's the, the biggest thing that we want when we're playing is when we release a note, that sense of letting go. That's really the only way I know how to describe it, where we completely let go of any tension or force or sensation of pressing mm-hmm. in the hand. That's, that's you know, a lot of people tell me when they see me play that I make it look easy. It's not that I make it look easy. It's that I've made it easy. That's a good point. I'm only using the amount of pressure necessary to produce the note, no right. extra pressure. So that's no extra effort. That's why it looks effortless. Right. And, and he, he actually did an exercise with me where he had me put my finger on the string so it wasn't making any noise. He'd just pluck it and, he'd tunk, 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 and then he'd say, all right, closer, closer, closer. And I'd keep picking. And then you could feel and hear when you had the right pressure. And it was miles away from how I normally would play. That's ex- exactly right. And and that's what I find with a lot of people. Um, when I give them that exercise, they're really surprised as to how little pressure it actually takes to produce a note. Right. It's literally almost touching. Right. And and, even, and and as you notice, it's it's almost hard to get someone to not press down. Like I had you playing what we call a pizzicato. Yes. Which is the uh, musical term for when a, a string instrument like the violin or cello is plucked. On the guitar, we achieve that effect by not pressing the note down all the way and just touching the note. So it's a plucking, muted kind of sound. A lot of people struggle to even do that because it's the opposite of what they've been doing for years, where they've been pressing way too hard. Right. So it's, it's and again, letting go. And again, that's where my pinky gets me. I'll be like, all right, mute, mute, mute. Oh, the whole note. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Next string, first three notes. I got it. Pinky. Damn it. Sound it off again. So it has been, I mean, to me, it's already been successful, at least in giving me the outlook and the accountability right. for doing this. Um the real interesting part is when you might say to me, all right, play C, D, G, and then my left hand just goes like, you know, C, D, A minor. What the, <laughs> what, what just happened here? <laughs> and again, that, that's that's where we're, we're reprogramming the brain to make sure that it goes to the correct place. Right. Um, with, with respect to changing chords, what, what actually happens, and most people don't really think about this, the chords should be formed before you ever touch the string. 
So that when I go from right. G to C, my fingers are in position for my first finger to play C on the second string, for my middle finger to play E on the fourth string, for my third finger to play C on the fifth string, and they all come down as a unit. That's right. that's the goal. So we're actually forming the chord in the air before it's actually. Formed. So does that go back to a, a thing I had learned a million years ago from my teacher? Was like in between chords, don't stop strumming. If you're just if you're hitting open strings, you're hitting open strings until your fingers get where they're going. That's absolutely correct. And and the the logic behind that is if I'm always stopping to wait on my left hand to get a position, then the left hand's never going to get any faster at changing the chord. Right. But if my right hand is still strumming, the hands, they want to be friends. They want they want to work together. Right. See, I can't get my work together. They so that's to going to be your challenge. So as the right hand is strumming, the left hand will work harder to keep up with it and make the chord change of time. And there's, there's actually quite a bit of, um, I don't like to use the word cheating, but kind of cheating that comes into play on the guitar when we're strumming chords. What you mentioned a minute ago about... Um, open strings that actually happens a lot like if we take something simple like brown eyed girl mm -hmm. the strumming pattern for that is down 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 up up down up down down up up down up more often than not that last upstroke is going to be all open strings because that's where you're transitioning from one chord to another but at at tempo you can't really hear it and i've actually experimented with um doing it without the open strings like right. forcing it to stay on the chord for that last upstroke, and it starts to actually sound kind of robotic and not as musical. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Even though the open strings may not be in the same key that you're playing in, at tempo, it's almost like your ear tunes it out a little bit. You don't notice it when right. you're playing at a speed, and it actually sounds more natural and more relaxed. Very cool. Well, we are going to record today's lesson. Excellent. And we're going to include it in with this. Um... Any idea what you're doing to me today, or is that a surprise for five o'clock? Well, we're gonna take we're gonna take a look at the left hand and see if we've made some improvement on on keeping the fingers closer to the, the mm -hmm. fretboard, and if we've made some improvement on not pressing as hard. The big thing is seeing if you can play just like the one two three four one two three four exercise right. mm -hmm. pizzicato without pressing down. Right. And then we're gonna take a look at the blues lead that I want you to learn as well. So yes. Hopefully, we will play some of that together. Sounds good. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate you sneaking in early today to do this with me. My pleasure. And I appreciate the lessons. And uh, All right. Well, we'll get started in just gonna, a bit. We're going to make some good progress, I think. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Where's the button?